Welcome back to What's the Point, a podcast dedicated to Yvonne and Darian sharing their wellness journeys after losing nearly 200 pounds combined on WW, formerly known as Weight Watchers. We share tips, tricks, and best practices in hopes of helping you live well. Hello, everyone. We are back. Hello, everybody. I missed you guys. Yes, we missed you so much, everyone. We just took a little hiatus, kind of the beginning of the year. Life really hit both of us hard, and we just had a lot of stuff we had to take care of, but I think we are back in business. Yes, life has a funny way of showing up on its own time schedule and really doesn't check in with anybody else to see if it's a good time for everything just to kind of blow up. But um, here we are, and we're so happy to finally kind of get back in a groove with this. I know so many of you have missed um, the podcast and have been asking when it's coming back and we're back. Yes. Thank you guys so much for all of the messages or the comments. We've definitely seen all of them. I think we were just saying soon we'll be back soon. And so finally soon has arrived. And today we are going to talk about kind of our relationship with food and maybe how that has evolved since the beginning of our journeys. Totally. Um, I know Darren and I were chatting before we started recording about our relationship with food and how it's evolved over time. And man, I just have to say that your relationship with food quite possibly be the hardest relationship you're ever going to endure over the course of your life. Um, especially if you've had any sort of challenges with food at any point in your life, it's been really, really hard, but we've definitely made a lot of progress in the years that we've been doing this. Um, and we always still have progress to go, right? I mean, it's never, it's never ending. And, um, I'm really excited to talk about this because your relationship with food and your wellness journey, I really truly believe has nothing to do with the actual food itself. It's really all about how you approach the food, the mindset with food, your relationship with food. That's really what happens. All this stuff swirling up in our heads, really, I mean, gosh, if you think about it, probably back since we were kids and how we were brought up and in our environments and with the things we were taught and the things that we heard around us and things we saw on television and in magazines and all these things that we learned in school, all of that combined really shapes how we view food. And, you know, we've always heard things of like good food, bad food, this and that. And it's not about that, you guys. Let's just be real clear and real upfront about that. There is no such thing as good food and bad food. There's just food. You know, some is more cal calorie dense than others, um, but it's all food and it's all fuel and it's all energy. It's a form of energy um, for our bodies. So we've come a long way and we were really excited to talk about um, our relationship with food, how it's changed, how it's evolved and kind of where we're at and where we're going. Yeah. And I think it was interesting too, that you touched on, you know, our relationships with food start literally since we're born, right? I mean, we have to eat, we will eat our whole lives. And it's just so funny to think about, you know, no food is good or bad. It's all food. But when you think about when you're a kid, you know, what happens when your whole class gets an A pizza party, right? What happens when something good happens cake, you know? And so it's just so interesting to think about how since we were young or little, we've always rewarded ourselves with food and never really cared or thought about, you know, maybe I'll only eat one piece of pizza dairy and you don't have to eat all three just because it's there and things like that. And so that actually kind of 
I guess I'll dive in because that kind of just brings me to my relationship with food. And as you know, not now, but I remember before my wellness journey, I just was always eating to eat. Even if I was not hungry, even if it was not time for me to eat, I just would eat. Not even when I was just sad, not even when I was happy. I'm telling you just constantly all the time. And I also used to eat just because food was there, if that makes sense. So I have many memories where I think about um, leftovers at my parents' house or something, or I see that there's only one slice of pizza left. I'm just going to use pizza as the example. And I would eat it just because it was the last piece and I didn't want anyone else to eat it. Like, it's so weird to think about and honestly kind of messed up to think about. Like I was just, there's plenty of food out there. I didn't need to eat it just because it was the last piece, but I don't know if it was like this honestly, I was addicted to food. I probably still are or still am, but I just think about how my relationship used to be back then. And it was just insane. Or when I was in college, I lived in a sorority house and we had a um, cook who would cook for us every day. And once again, if I would come through in the afternoon and there was, you know, maybe it was a treat day, he made us cupcakes, even though I had already had probably two, if there was only one left, I would just eat it. So I just think about how back then I really just ate food to eat. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes total sense. And it also, I mean, I think a lot of us can relate to that, just eating to eat, because what that tells us is that we weren't even thinking about the food. We weren't thinking about like, Hey, am I really hungry? Or, you know, how does this fuel me? Like we weren't thinking those things when you're just eating to eat. I know I have definitely been there. And like you were saying, Darian, I mean, we, as small little children, (laughs) we are, brought up in a society for the most part that you're rewarded with food. Like you were talking about adversely when things don't go as well, we are given food as comfort Mm -hmm. also. So, Hey, um, I bombed my test. Okay. Let's go out for ice cream. Mm -hmm. You know, Hey, um, so-and-so just broke up with me. Okay. Yes. Let's go (laughs) ice cream and pizza and, Oh, I love um, burgers. I'm just a burger person, like all the things, right? So it goes both ways. Every emotion is, is, is the, what am I trying to say? So like every emotion I feel like is rewarded or is partnered with food. Um, And, you know, not only is it happy or sad, but, you know, we've heard of revenge eating, Mm -hmm. you know, you're mad at somebody and I'm going to show them. So here I am going to stuff my face with hot Cheetos. Um, really, are you showing them like, no, (laughs) you're showing yourself that person probably that you're mad at and that you're having these thoughts about doesn't even care that you're, they don't even know that you're eating. The only person you're hurting is yourself. So, you know, the, the, the emotions evolve involved with eating are so tricky. And the thing that makes food even trickier, you're talking about like maybe being addicted to food. Like you Mm -hmm. think you might have that relationship. What's crazy about addictions and binge eating and things like that, when it comes to food is that it's really easy to hide because Mm -hmm. food is necessary to survive and food is not illegal, (laughs) you know, like other possible addictions, you know, like Food is something that you can hide in public, you know, whether you're eating with friends or your family or coworkers or whatever clients. 
So it's a really, really tricky relationship with food because really the only person that's going to watch out for you is you because no one else is in your head talking to you about the food that you're about to eat. So I just think we've all been groomed and, and it's nobody's fault. I mean, it's just the way our society has been. Um, and we've been groomed to whatever emotion that we're feeling, let's comfort it or let's reward it or whatever with food. And that takes a lot of time to undo. And I really think the first step is just realizing like, oh, I'm eating this because I feel X, you know, like just acknowledging that and being aware is such a huge step. Um, I know for myself, I definitely ate out of boredom. I ate because they're starving children in Africa. So I got to eat everything. I don't want to be wasteful. I grew up in a household where waste was just not tolerated, you know, because we were already really tight when it came to money and budgeting. So you can't waste food. So I was part of the clear your plate club, you know, and I just have taken that with me forever. I mean, that was ingrained in me as a kid. You don't waste your food. You eat on everything on your plate. There's people starving. You need to be grateful that you have, you know, food on the table and eat it all. Well, okay. And <laughs> I never stopped. <laughs> No, the same. And it's so interesting. You bring up like definitely when I was a child or growing up a million times, I have heard that saying there's starving people in so-and-so anywhere, right? There's right. starving people everywhere. And so many times. So I was a part of the clean plate club too. And I just think, you know, like you said, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just like how we have become as a society. Wow. I can't say society, society. And it is so hard to break. Like the rewards or the trials, the tribulations, like I posted on Instagram, I think yesterday I found out I got into grad school. Guess what my first thought was? Let's oh, go out to eat and celebrate. I literally called Connor and I almost said, do you want to go out to eat? Which of course I'm saying you guys like celebrate however you want, but I'm in the middle of a transformation challenge right now. Like I didn't need to go out to eat. So we did it and I didn't bring it up and I'm really proud of myself, but it's just so funny, you know, even though I'm way better than I am now, because I'm really proud of myself for not doing that last night. It's so funny that my first reaction, you know, Oh, so excited. <gasps> Let's go out to eat. I even, I even thought of the restaurant. There's a, they just built the Razoo's here in Oklahoma. They have never Ooh, had yummy. One. Yes. And I even thought about, Oh my gosh, I can go to Razoo's and get the chicken pasta, you know, or whatever. And so it's just really funny to think about. So, you know, to the point I am better than I used to be, I'm still not exactly where I want to be. And a, a long time ago, you were talking about, um, addiction. I had brought it up or like food addiction. And I posted on Instagram a while ago. I, I really do think I grew up with a food addiction or I have it now, or, you know, I'm doing really good now coping with it and dealing with it, but it's almost one of those things you don't like to share with people or talk about because it seems so, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you can't not have food, right? So you're going to have it all the time. So I finally posted about it. And so many people reached out to me and they, they said, you know, don't be ashamed or don't feel like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I felt like it was taking away from real addictions. Like I use real in quotes. Do you think that the, the do you, are you, are you trying to say that maybe like a food addiction is trivial compared to other addictions? Yes. A thousand percent. And you know, the community really rallied behind me and sent me messages and they said, it's not 
trivial because you, nobody on this earth can survive without food. You right. will never be able to get away with from it, you know? And so it's something you really have to fight with every day. And I'm a lot better now, a lot better. I don't, you know, occasionally I eat just to eat or I eat out of boredom, but it's not like the Darien in college or the Darien five years ago. I'm definitely a lot better, but it's just so interesting to think about my past and how I used to be. And even though that addiction is there just a little, I'm still a hundred percent better than I used to be. Oh yeah, totally. And the thing is, is that I believe that the food addiction and like any other addiction, those urges are the same. The feelings are the same. I'm not trying to say that being addicted to other things is, and being addicted to food, it's the same kind of, um, intensity, but mm -hmm. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like that urge and that feeling, and maybe even something happening chemically in your brain that triggers like, okay, yes, I'm going to go for that. And yes, I'm going to eat more than just two Oreos. I'm going to eat the entire sleeve or something like that. Like it's the same kind of urge I feel mm -hmm. like, and then you still have to battle to fight that urge when it comes to food. Um, I know for me, I, looking back because my relationship with food has evolved tremendously over, um, almost seven years of doing this. And I think when I look back at the time when I gained the most weight and what I was eating at that time, it was a lot of fast food and a lot of fast food in secret and a lot of fast food alone by myself in my apartment where nobody could see me. Nobody could judge me. Nobody could try to hold me accountable. Nobody mm -hmm. could anything. Right. I was by myself and I think I was comforting the loneliness because where I was living at that time, I didn't like it. I was living in an apartment. I was kind of in between houses um, and I had to stay in an apartment for six months. And during that six months, I probably gained about 65 pounds or so. And I literally ate out every single meal, fast food, not even good food, like mm -hmm. crappy fast food, never even turned on the stove in my kitchen for six months literally every meal was out. And I remember thinking like, why am I doing this? But doing it while I'm shoving taco cabana in my mouth, you know, like I feel so sick, but still ordering, you know, cheeseburgers and French fries and let's add cheese and chili while we're at it. You know, mm -hmm. like I remember that. And I thought, what am I doing to myself? Like, what is really going on here? It's not the food. It's these thoughts that are in my head that are making me feel this way. So it wasn't the food. It was my relationship I had with myself and also the relationship I had with the food. So, you know, I started WW all those years ago, um, being in the workshop and listening to people talk about mindset and relationship with food started making me really think about like, okay, yeah, there's something off here. I can't continue to live like this. Um, and think I'm going to live long, that I'm going to have a long, healthy, prosperous life. Um, I won't be able to, I would, my hips were hurting. My knees were hurting. Um, I couldn't lay on my side because my, my hips would hurt. And I'd be like, gosh, why, why is my back hurt? Like all these things started were signs telling me, Yvonne, you need, really need to like reevaluate what you're doing in regards to food and, it, and consuming it. And so I did, and it's not going to happen overnight. And it's almost it's like therapy, basically. It's like you have to like, and some people, there is a thing called um, Overeaters Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have not been, um, but um, I was working with a counselor many years ago 
And she told me about Overeaters Anonymous and how, you know, pivotal it was and how impactful it was for a lot of people. Um, around that time, I found my way to WW, so I didn't go to Overeaters Anonymous, but some people have to do both. And if you need to go for it, if you're interested, Google it, like we'll see, um, seek out resources because they are available. But my relationship with food now is better. Mm -hmm. It's still always a work in progress because I still, to this day, seven years later and all this work later, I still have days where I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to get a bunch of breakfast tacos, mm -hmm. you know, and not just like one or two, let me have four. Or I'm just going to order a big old pizza and just eat it all by myself. And the difference though is now is that when I do it, I catch myself and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good for me. You know, like this is not, this is like a step backwards. Why am I doing this? What's triggering it? Like now I'm aware and I can almost like, um, what do they call it? Like Monday morning quarterback it. <laughs> I've you never heard really, of that. You, yeah. So basically, you know, like, okay, so how it is, is like the games are on Sunday, the NFL games are on Sunday. And then Monday, everybody's like dissecting it and re-watching re oh. all the plays and saying they should have done this, that, and the other. That's kind of what I do to myself. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, why? So that for me is a tremendous leap in a good direction in regards to my relationship with food. Not a hundred percent there still have plenty of days where I'm like, Oh, thought I was better than this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought I've come a lot further than I have, but I am way, way better than I was because at least now I'm aware, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think too, uh, you know, obviously our podcast is WW centric and like for us, what helped us to get where we are is this program, right? Like I didn't even know. I don't want to say I didn't even know, but before WW, I never even sought out vegetables or fruit. I still don't really eat fruit, but you guys know that's just me, but I never sought out vegetables or, you know, every time I went to out to eat, it was the pasta and everything like that. But now if I go out to eat, I think, you know, what's, what's worth it in this moment. Do I need that? No, I want to get the chicken or something like that. And it's just interesting to think about all those switches that happen. Like I don't, and what happens every time I go and eat the pasta, I eat the whole thing plus an appetizer, plus a dessert. And then a couple hours later, I'm miserable. Right. So it's just like interesting that of course, like you, you know, I still have my moments and my instances, but it's not every day. Like I think of back to how I used to be. And it's just insane to think, like you said, you gained 65 pounds in your apartment and never turned on the stove. And it's just crazy to think that I would eat fast food or some type of going out to eat food for three meals a day. And like you said, it wasn't that I was just because you, everyone can eat whatever they want and you can still lose weight eating. I mean, there's a lot of videos out there, you know, Jordan Syed, I don't know how to say his name. Syed. Mm -hmm. Syed. He I love him by the way. He's so good. Yeah. My, uh, the millennial group, I mean, love him. Like the biggest fans of him. He talks about how one time he ate a Big Mac every day, but mm -hmm. he still lost weight. So he has really good videos. So it's not, it is about what you're consuming, but it's also about the amount. So like, even if we are going and getting those breakfast tacos, we can eat two, we don't need four. And exactly. so, yes. Yeah, so it's like stuff like that, where I kind of have changed my mentality too. Or I recently found out Connor is obsessed with jelly beans. I had no idea. Like 
apparently Easter is his like go-to holiday. And we've had bags of jelly beans in our house, like the Starburst kind, the Jolly Rancher kind. And on Wednesday, I ate a couple of handfuls. It wasn't like a whole bag or anything. And I was like, but I stopped. And it was just such an aha moment, you know, like still learning, still doing all these things. Like I got my little bit of jelly beans, but I don't have to eat a whole bag. And the old, doesn't that feel powerful? It feels like you're in such control when you have, when you, when you're able to do something like that. Yes. I felt so good because I'm telling you, you guys right now in my house, I think there's still two bags of jelly beans. Like, I don't know, you know, and he was upset that we didn't go buy the, um, you know, like half price. We forgot to go buy them after Easter. So I don't know. He's a jelly bean fanatic and I didn't even know, but it just felt so empowering. Like that's what I love about WW instead of like a lot of other programs, like you can still eat what you want. We just have to pick in moderation because you and I talked about this before we started recording too. restriction is never a good answer. Oh man. Restriction equals like destruction in my book. Like it is gonna spiral fast and furious. If I start going down the restrictive, um, kind of lane, because that is just it's just not going to work. And I don't think that can work for anyone long-term. Sure. You might, if you want to restrict your carbs or your sugars or whatever for a certain period of time, yes, you are definitely going to see results and you're going to see them quick, but how is that going to work out for you? Long-term restricting food groups. You know, that's what whole 30 is only 30 days. I'm a true believer that you can't do whole 30 for your whole life. Maybe some people can, and you can definitely eat in that way, but to do a true whole 30 and be like on point and follow all the rules for the rest of your life. That's, that's no fun. You're not going to have any fun because you can't have alcohol Um, (laughs) and other stuff too, of course. (laughs) I mean, other things too, but you know what I mean? It's just, the point is, is restriction equals disaster in a lot of ways. So if you are living in a restrictive mindset, I really encourage you to revisit that and you know, dive a little deeper into those thoughts and why you feel you're restricting and what that's going to look like for you in the long run. I agree. And I wanted to touch on something small, kind of getting close to the end of it is just, so I, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how I, you know, recovering binge eater, I'm trying, you know, and I just talked about like how I used to eat and things like that. And I just truly don't think like, no, my eating isn't as or my relationship with food right now is not as good as it could be, but I don't think in my life, at least right now, I can ever be one of those people that doesn't track. And I just don't want anyone to feel guilty about that. I've seen like a lot of stuff on social media or TikTok or things like that about, you know, everyone needs to be an intuitive eater. Everyone needs to, you know, just eat when your body tells you. And I, you guys, if I ate when my body told me, I would be Darian five years ago and eating all the time. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Preach it sister. Yeah. So I, I could did. intuitively eat. That's awesome. But the problem with me is that my, my body and brain intuitively tell me to go through drive-thrus all the time. <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, I'm just not there. It's not a realistic approach um, to life for me when it comes to food and if you have found that intuitive eating works for you and you have a healthy relationship with the food, then more power to you. Um, I just know that intuitive eating, 
I would never be here in the first place if I could eat intuitively or eat mindfully. I wouldn't have, you know, had come to WW or had all this weight to lose if I was truly mindfully eating or intuitively eating. It's just not a thing for me. Now come back to me in five years and maybe I'll say something else because you know what, <laughs> we're always growing and learning and, and, and trying to develop and evolve. But right now I just, I just can't even fathom what that's like. Yeah, exactly. And these are just our own opinions for ourselves. But if you guys can intuitively eat, I think that's amazing. I just personally can't. And I've seen a lot of almost shaming lately about people that don't intuitive eat and even shaming about people that want to lose weight, which I think everyone is perfect how they are. That's fine. If, if you want to lose weight, you want to lose weight. If you don't, you don't, I don't think anyone needs to lose weight unless for some reason there's some drastic medical, you know, thing happening. But I did want to read something that I shared on Instagram and I got a lot of feedback because I can't intuitively eat, or also it's called mindfully eat. You know, I would love to be able to do that, but I can't. And it says, this is not mine. It's from a guy, a doctor named his name is Lane Norton. He said, wanting to lose weight doesn't make you a bad person. Tracking your food in some way is not an eating disorder. Fat shaming is terrible. Diet shaming is no better. If you are happy with your body composition, great. Don't shame those that wish to change. And it really spoke with me. And I understand, I completely understand that WW or programs, diet programs, things like that can lead to people having eating disorders. I am not blind to that fact. And I understand what works for some doesn't work for others, but for me tracking my food works and I'm a thousand percent happier where I'm at today than where I was five years ago. Amen. Totally. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I also wanted just to add that I'm sitting here thinking about my relationship with food. And one of the things that keeps coming to mind is that, um, food for me right now is it's fuel food for me is energy. Food for me is a way for me to be able to perform and do the things I want to do every day. It's really not a means to an end. Like I'm just not eating to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with the caveat that I still have days where I'm like, Oh, I want all the things right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm 100%. I'm just saying that I've come a really, really long way. And the way I view food for the most part now is as fuel. What can this do for me? How is this going to help me elevate my game? Whether it's mentally, my focus, my concentration, my strength, my conditioning, my endurance, like all these things. That's how I look. That's what I, how I look at food. Now, if you would have asked me this, those words that just came out of my mouth would <laughs> never have come out of my mouth seven years ago. Endurance, strength, stamina, things like that. <laughs> like what? No food was just give me as much as you, I can get in, in the shortest amount of time. And then let me go and get more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm proud of the, the progress I've made. I'm still, you know, work in progress, like, like everyone. Um, but I just know that the way I look at food now is way different than what it was seven years ago. So if you're a person who's still struggling with that, and maybe you're just starting um, your journey or you feel a little overwhelmed and clueless and feel like you, there's no way you're ever going to be able to change. You are, you are, you can, um, it does take time. And I, um, promise that you can't do it alone. You're going to have to find some people to surround yourself with, to help you, um, read books, listen to podcasts, you know, follow people on social media who are experts in this area. Um, just cultivate an environment that is going to be supportive of where you want to be. 
in regards to your relationship with food. So that would be kind of what I like wrap up with on my end is that food is fuel. Food allows me to do all the things that I want to do. And yeah, sometimes I still go to the drive-thru. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think that was really well put. And I think my kind of wrap up or my, what's the point you say would be if you don't like your relationship with food, where it is right now, change it. You can, the, mm-hmm. like you said, let's, you know, put in some action. If you don't want to change your relationship with food and you're happy where you're at, don't change it. Just right. do what works for you. You know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And that's kind of my little, uh, elementary line I'm going to end on. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot. We, it's been so long. I almost forgot to do our little spiel. Um, okay. You guys, thank you so much. <laughs> um, as always follow us on Instagram. I'm at biggie to fitty B I G G Y the number two F I T T Y Yvonne is Texy Mexi underscore living T E X Y M E X Y underscore living. Yes. I think that's everything, right? You're supposed to, you're supposed to say, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Subscribe. Yes. We are so rusty. How long has it been since we've done this? Honestly, I think like three months, maybe. <laughs> no girl, probably Longer? close to three months. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, thanks for, you know, being patient with us and <laughs> excusing our rustiness. But if you like what we're talking about and you like listening and you're really encouraged by all of this, we really want you to, um, please like share and review and rate and <laughs> rate, review, rate review and subscribe rate review and subscribe thank you for the assist Darian um but you guys know what we're talking about just give us some love on our podcast we really appreciate the comments and the feedback um if you like what you're listening to take a screenshot share it on social and tag Darian and I and we'd love to see your feedback and hopefully we can find a better cadence and we'll be back here um soon and um until then yeah thanks so much bye Adios. Thank you guys so much for listening to What's the Points. If you liked the episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. As always, follow us on Instagram. Yvonne is at TexiMexi underscore living. And I am at Biggie2Fitty. Thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you next time.